Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. How in the possible world can you give any more than you've given already? Hey, welcome to Simply Holy, a podcast for Catholics who want to grow in holiness and joy by living a simple, everyday spirituality. I'm your host, Marge steinhag Venlin, and today we're going to be talking about bread and fish. <laughs> That's right, bread and fish. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the story of the crowd gathering around our Lord Jesus and his disciples. And it was, well, let me let me just give it to you from Scripture, okay? Because it has everything to do with my opening line, which is what do you do when people are demanding so much of you and you feel like you've given everything you have to give and you are just spent? Well, the answer lies in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John, John chapter 6. It's the feeding the 5,000. Do you remember that story? Let me go through it with you from Scripture. It's not very long, but I think it's really important. And the setup is really important as well. So it starts with verse 6, or verse 1 rather. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him. Of course he did. He was testing. He knew. He knew how this was going to roll out. Okay, he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but... What are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was 
a great deal of grass in the place. So they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Imagine that, 5,000, my friend, 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up. And from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is come into the world. Now, just a little aside for this scripture passage. When I was studying for my certificate in Mariology with you, Dayton, I was the instructor it told us that that this idea of you know the five thousand did not include women and children because in our Lord's day a crowd was counted just by the men and not by the women and children. So that crowd could have been much, much larger than five thousand. Think about that. Much, much lar- larger than five thousand. And and Jesus to test his disciples, he says, well, you feed them. Because he wanted to see the depth of the faith of these apostles. He wanted to see their their understanding of who he was and who God is. And and so they're, you know, they're 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 perplexed. Like, well, like we don't have, you know, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough food, we can't feed all these people. Well, then someone finds a boy with Andrew finds a boy who has five barley loaves and two fish. Okay, so think about that. Among thousands of people, that's like nothing, right? But Jesus says he wants them to have faith, you see? He's the dependency, he, what he's teaching them is not to depend on themselves and their own money, their own resources, or even on that little boy who had the, the loaves and fishes. He's teaching them to depend on him for everything, even their sustenance, everything. And so he tells them, okay, start passing these out. And somehow, miraculously, everybody, all those thousands of people, get fed to the fullest. They're full. They're all satisfied, completely full tummies, super happy. And, and when they gather up the leftovers... They end up with 12 baskets filled. Now, I want to apply this to, again, to my opening line. So what do you do? What do I do? What do we do when people are demanding so much of us that we are depleted? We have nothing left to give. I want to share with you a conversation that I had just a few days ago with a deacon friend of mine, a very, very spiritual, very wise man, this this deacon with with a house full of children and a wife and and so he, you could imagine, is very, very busy. Plus he's got a job. So he's he's doing all of this and he said that when you wear the collar Excuse me. So whether it's a the collar of a deacon or the collar of a priest, he said it, it becomes a magnet 
it's 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 a magnet. So everybody, everybody just flocks to that person with the collar. In this case, my friend, my deacon friend, people just gravitate to him. He's like a big magnet, he said. And these are the people who have deep, serious personal problems, like really big time difficulties that can be overwhelming to someone listening and trying to help. You know, he, he, he mentioned there were, there were all kinds of things, people, uh, job loss and terrible illnesses, you know, cancers and, and other things, misfortunes of all kinds, addicted spouses, and on and on. You can just imagine. And, and folks just pour out their hearts to him. And he, being this very caring and and loving person, he wants to help them, of course, but he can't. And he knows he can't. He said, but as helpless as that appears, as that, as that feels to me, I, there is something I can do. And what I can do is I can pray with the person. And he said, there's something about that. Tell, letting the person know, acknowledging the situation is bigger than you are. And, and praying about it, praying with the person before you. And really turning it over to God. So he said, I, I see myself as kind of like that little boy in the story about the loaves and fishes. That, you know, I'm this little boy, I'm helpless. I really have nothing much to offer, but yet I know that our Lord's people need something. They have a great need. And and so he said, I, I, I picture myself kind of wandering up to Jesus and saying, you know, I Lord, I don't I don't have much. This is all I have. I only have I only have five barley loaves and two fish. But but Lord as little as that is, I surrender it to you. I give it all to you. And what does Jesus do with that? Jesus takes, gratefully, he takes that basket with the, the five loaves and the two fish, and he turns it into something so spectacular that he feeds thousands upon thousands of people. So so my deacon friend said, that's me. You know, I, I get these people who come to me with these problems or I have problems of my own or I see the problems in the world at large. And what am I? Who am I? What do I have to give to help this situation? I have only my little basket with my little loaves and fishes. I can't possibly do this myself. And so... I take my basket and I offer it up to our Lord and I say, here, 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 Lord, Jesus, here, take this. I, everything I have is right here in this basket. This is everything I have to give. But I know, dear Jesus, that you can take this and do miracles with it. I think that's just astounding. I think that is one of the most beautiful interpretations and applications of John chapter 6, the feeding of the 5,000. I think that is one of the most original and 
really touching the heart application of of that story because aren't we nearly all of us at least at one time or another aren't we aren't we just like my deacon friend that we have folks coming to us they have all these demands could be boss you could be friends could be family could be who knows anybody who is placing demands on you even we can even feel demands in in the church in the world at large when we see these huge problems giant and i don't even have to give you the list right now you know you i'm sure if you've been at all watching the the truthful news that that you know that there are some not good things happening in the world right now there's a lot of demands placed on us as christians to to stand tall to hold on to our christian beliefs to stand for our freedoms and and to to work hard not to be duped by the evil one and and these are a lot of demands and always the demand for more and more and more prayer they're all over i'm sure you've seen the prayer requests all over social media on the internet it's it's real and it's a huge need and it's far more than we can tackle on our own and so so what we need to remember to do and and i'm i'm learning now ever since i spoke with my deacon friend that I don't have to have the answers to the world's problems. I don't have to fulfill the material needs of everyone who asks something of me. I should try in whatever way I can. I should always be aware of my Christian obligation to pray and be charitable to others. But I don't have to solve the world's problems all I have to do is bring to Jesus my little basket with my five loaves and two fish and say, here you are. Everything I am, everything I have, everything I own, I surrender to you. And and then I ask Jesus, please do miracles with this. Please do miracles with what I have to offer you. I can't do it. And here's the key point of that whole story. And of what my deacon friend had to say is, I can't do it. You can't do it. My deacon friend can't do it. Not alone. And see, that's the thing. We, when, when we're faced with some kind of need or adversity, we have this inclination to think, oh, I've got to fix this. Well, I've got to do something. I, I have to answer that need. I have to, to take care of this situation. Or... Or the flip side of that, of course, is that we just tune it out. And I, I'm seeing a lot of people do that. Not not a huge numbers. I think the, the Christian values are really rising up in 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 our world. And I think there is awakening of our Christian values and the need to to walk walk with our heads held high as Christians in the world. But anyway, this this idea that that we cannot do a single thing without God. And that is the most important part of that story of the loaves and fishes. The the apostles, the disciples, were looking at themselves going, well, we can't feed these people. 
No, but who, <laughs> who are they with? I mean, physically, literally, they are with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Like, duh. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable that somehow they still missed that, even though they'd been traveling with Jesus, had been eating and 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 ministering with him, and and you know probably laughing and and relaxing with him at at times, and and they still didn't get it. They still didn't get it. It did not register with them that that this this is our Lord. This is God Almighty in the person of this man Jesus Christ. This is God, and God can do anything. And and so it's this is I, I, I urge you to go back, spend time in prayer with this particular passage, John chapter six, and, and it's the first maybe half of the chapter. It spend time in prayer and and put yourself let your imagination run wild for a little bit. Put yourself in the place of the apostles. I think that's probably pretty easy to do because, I mean, at least for me, that I'm doing that all the time. Like, oh Lord, I don't, I can't. What am I supposed to do here? I can't do this. But then put yourself in the place of this little boy, this little boy who comes and says, "Hey, I don't, I don't have much, but everything I do have is all yours," and that that trusting that God will do miraculous things with what you are offering him and and let go of it then you know the the little boy didn't say hey um i want to i want to watch over what you're doing with this basket or um here i'm only going to give you half yeah, there's a, a wide range of things that that little boy could have done no what does he do he literally just turns it over he just turns it over to to jesus and says here you go and this is what we have to do all of these things that overwhelm us, all of these demands that we feel we can't meet, all of these worries that we have, the the even our fears and anxieties, it, it all has to go in that basket. We have to put all of that in our basket and then carry it over to Jesus and set it at his feet and say, here you go. Here, I offer all of this to you, dear Lord Jesus. I offer it all to you. And then and then walk away. Let it go and let him do his thing. And he will, but we have to trust. See, it's when we I think when when we we try to grab that basket back or we try to interfere in the way that he is doling out the loaves and fishes, I think that's when we get into trouble. And we can figuratively speaking shoot ourselves in our own foot because we're we're circumventing the activity of God in our life. And 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 don't forget about our, our blessed mother. Another thing that I think about with this with this story is we know that the blessed mother I want to say accompanied but not like right by his side. But she followed everything he did when he was ministering those three years. She was aware of it. She followed. And I think personally, now this is just Marge speaking. This is not concrete 
scripture proven Catholic teaching, but I think there had to have been times when she was present, but not mentioned. I mean, just think of the time that uh, Jesus was in the house and, and people were saying, hey, your mother and your relatives are outside and they want to talk to you. Well, how did she know he was in that house? So, so she had to have been aware of his activity and his duties and his ministering. So, so when I think about this miracle of the loaves and fishes, I think, was she there? It could very well, if she wasn't there right by our Lord's side or within the vicinity, you can bet that she heard about it. And I would bet that she smiled one huge mommy smile when she learned or observed this miracle that Jesus had performed with, with these five loaves and two fish that this little kid had. You know, this little kid, that's all he has to offer. And, and look what Jesus did with that. I love this idea that our Blessed Mother would have been aware of this. And I love the idea that my expectation is that she trusted completely in Jesus, that she in her heart was interceding for all these hungry people and knew that Jesus could and would perform great miracles. And so that tells me that as a character, so to speak, in that scene, that by asking our Blessed Mother to help me to trust in Jesus, this is what this is what I picture about that whole scene, that I could ask the Blessed Mother, help me please to have the courage and the trust to take this basket over to Jesus, set it at his feet, and then walk away. And when I walk away, I want to be walking right into the arms of the Blessed Mother and resting there in her protection and her motherly love as together we watch the amazing miracle that Jesus is doing, or miracles that Jesus is performing with the little basket I just gave to him. So this is this is what rolls through my mind when I meditate on on that that passage and I hope that you can do that too. I hope that you can bring yourself into that same frame of mind. Don't be overwhelmed, please. I know it's really hard, but try not to be overwhelmed. Try to keep that image of the basket in your heart and mind at all times. And whenever you start feeling uh, like the world is shaking, like you're shaking, <laughs> like you're ready to collapse, you're depleted, you can't meet all these demands, all these needs, just close your eyes, take a breath, and picture yourself putting that all in the basket and handing it to Jesus. I've been working on that, and I will tell you that it has done so much good for me. It's hard to even explain because it's such peace. And whenever I get 
whenever I get possessive of that basket and I don't want to surrender it to Jesus, I just turn to to our Blessed Mother Mary, who knows me more than I know myself. She knows you more than you know yourself. She knows exactly how to talk us into, how to accompany, accompany us, encourage us to really turn the basket over to our Lord Jesus. I, I really hope you can do this because I think it's an amazing thing and I am so grateful to, to my deacon friend for sharing that with me because it came at the right time in the right place for me. And God always works that way, doesn't he? It was, I, he just launched into that, talking about that, and he didn't even know. He had no clue that, that I had been uh, feeling a little bit overwhelmed and having trouble meeting all the demands placed on me. I love what I do. I love my ministry. I love serving you, but just like everybody else, I have my moments where I think, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. How am I going to do this? So this was perfect timing and, and something that I'm going to be doing again and again, maybe daily. Who knows? Maybe I'll have to do it many times a day. That's all right. I'll do it. So, hey, leaving that and just letting you know about some very exciting things going on because I haven't done an update with you for a very long time. Let me tell you, I am ever so excited that America's Mary, the story of Our Lady of Good Help, is moving along very well and moving nicely through the editorial phase. But very exciting is I want to give you an audio sneak peek at the book in that our Sunday visitor has decided to put an eight-page signature in the middle of the book of photos. That's right, real photos. Uh, New ones, what the property is like now in Our Lady, the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, and some historic photos. It is going to be so awesome, and they will be doing it in color, those photos that are in color. I cannot wait. So we're looking for at the latest June of 2022, and it could even be a little earlier if if things keep moving on forward as well as they are. I also have a brand new project. Super, super excited about this as well. And I will tell you that we are working, I am working on a book that will that will tell you an awful lot about the angels and guide you deeper and deeper into the devotion of the chaplet of St. Michael, which is is historic and very, very powerful. It was given by St. Michael himself to a Portuguese nun in 1571. Imagine that. St. Michael himself appeared to this this Sister Antonia, and gave her the instructions for his chaplet. So that's all going to be in the book. Don't, I can't give the title out yet. We're not that far. Can't give a publication date yet. Not that far. But be watching for that. Watch my website, marchfenelin.com, for updates 
I also want to let you know that the Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers is in the pre-order phase. You can pre-order it and you will receive a discount on the price. You'll get it for $18 versus the $21.95. Go to Ave Maria's website, AveMariaPress.com and check out the book, Ave Prayer Book for Catholic Mothers. And when you check out, just enter the code MARGE, M-A-R-G-E, all in caps. Super easy to remember. Enter code MARGE and get that book for a special discounted price of $18. This is, it's an amazing book. It's a collection of more than 80 contributors sharing their prayer story, sharing their favorite prayers and and these these nuggets of wisdom that will help you grow in your prayer life. Get one for yourself. Get one for the moms in your life. This this discounted price only goes through October 15th. So after that price goes up, please grab a hold of that. You can find out more information at my website marchfenland.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please also go to my website, marchfenland.com. Subscribe to Mary Mail. Mary Mail is my weekly newsletter, three minutes a day, three minutes a week rather, to a deeper love of Christ and Mary and a greater understanding of our Catholic faith. My newsletter is packed with all kinds of good things. My videos, podcasts, reflection, book excerpt, articles of interest. Always there's a prayer to St. Joseph, since we're still in the year of St. Joseph. Always a prayer to our Blessed Mother. I look for a new prayer every single week. Also, if there's a saint feast day coming up, I'll include a prayer to that saint. Also, there I've got a section there. It's important dates to remember, so it's all the upcoming feast days and, and important days, holidays and such. So please, marchfenelin.com, subscribe to Mary Mail, my weekly newsletter. You can also check me out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've been putting up a lot of fun stuff on my Instagram. It's Marge Steinfen, really easy. That's my handle. That's my Twitter. Ha- I mean, my, uh, well, that too, but uh, that's my Instagram handle March Steinfen. So go to marchfenland.com. You can also find out there how to bring me to your parish, your retreat, your conference, and also any kind of online event. You can find that all out there. Love to work with you. I would love to bring you more joy and encouragement and inspiration about our Blessed Mother Mary. Thank you so much for joining me. Please remember, please, please remember that parable, that story of the little boy with the five loaves and the two fish. We are all that little boy. We're we're that little kid. And don't forget to put it all, everything that's weighing you down, put it all in that basket and give it to our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, my friend, thanks for joining me today. Please, please remember, that the only thing stopping you from becoming holy is the excuse you make for not pursuing it. 
God bless you This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.